Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 173 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we're here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, how has your first week of January 2023 been? Very good. Um, I am mostly just been getting hyped up for Festival of the Arts this week. Yes. So uh, that is my personal favorite festival. I know food and wine is what started it all, but I think it's kind of become like a detriment to itself because it's so big and so popular and festival of the arts is just perfect the food is always so good and uh, so it's, beautiful it's so beautiful um the weather is wonderful which is perfect for eating and drinking outside mm-hmm. and i just think it has the battle around a lot of my favorites return to the menu this year so i am mm-hmm. just so excited to be there this week for the opening day the big question is would you stand in line for a figment popcorn i don't do popcorn (laughs) buckets unless it was something that i just was not because it was a popcorn bucket because it was some sort of ip that i was so emotionally connected to it that i couldn't live without it no they yeah not my thing i have one popcorn bucket it's the disneyland one that's the replica of the opening day blue baby blue popcorn bucket but mm. I got that as like an artwork piece. Like I hung it on a wall. I don't do popcorn buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say, uh, after seeing those last year, uh, when those were released, the line wrapping around the park, uh, all yeah. the hype. And then I went back there a few days later and they'd switch it to mobile order. And I was able to just wander and pick one up. He's fine. He's fine. He sits on top of my fridge. But right. uh, I think one of those is enough for me. I agree. I mean, if you, uh, he has a new strap, if you yeah. so care to have a new, the new All about the new strap. <laughs> but if you love Figment so much, go do it. You know, go for you, it, for you sure. do you, but you know, unless it's something that you really want and, you know, it really kind of affected the pop arts booth because people just wanted their grilled cheese and they couldn't get their grilled cheese. Exactly. Exactly. Hot. Yeah. So, Let's see. And then they switched it, like you said, to the mobile order in the pavilion. So let's see, come Friday, how they go about doing it. Because we know it's going to be pandemonium. Figgy pandemonium. I mean, it's it's not like they could possibly predict that these things would be popular and plan ahead for how to handle it. They they had no idea that people would want (laughs) And I had a few people reach out. They're like, if you go, can you get me one? I'm like, I'm sorry. I like you, but (laughs) I'm not not... becoming a personal shopper for your. No, and I'm not waiting in a line. Got to draw the line somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Well, I uh, hope that I get to run into you uh, next weekend over at the the, uh, Festival of the Arts. I love that so much. And uh, I got to head over to the Magic Kingdom for the first time this year and ride the Disney World Railroad uh, for the first time in what, like four years. Right. <laughs> uh, it's so good having it back. Uh, I really like the new narration. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, got an old timey feel, but it, it, it pulls in a lot of new things. Um, the the ride the trains look great. The ride was nice and smooth. Um, and uh, I did two laps around both times, got to see a uh, testing train for the Tron coaster. Come real close to that. 
that window in the tunnel underneath. Uh, I just hope they've got some lighting effects or something that's going to happen in that the tunnel. There's some audio for Tron, uh, right. and there's some light bulbs in there, but they don't seem to be doing anything at the moment. So, well, maybe in a couple of years we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> spring 2023 spring spring 2023 uh we sh should finally have all this wrapped up that's right. what they promised us it's, but it's funny uh i was talking to some people uh that work at dollywood and i was asking them about big bear the new coaster that's coming mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they said as of this past week it's like done the only oh, wow. thing that's not done is the loading station wow um and i was like wow it's they just announced it you yeah. know and yep. it's done. No, not wasting any time. Well, no. uh, uh, you know, we have uh, one last thing in the comments right now. Uh, uh, this is not part of our news in the queue, but uh, uh, our friend Eric O out in California mentions it's a sad day at uh, yes. Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, Today's the last day for the Animal Actors show in Universal Hollywood and the special effects show. Um, two very long running shows uh, a big part of uh, universal hollywood history special effects show has been moved around and had different forms over the years but that animal actor show uh you know it's been tweaked over the years uh, it's very similar to the one we have here in orlando but i think the animals are actually a little better trained out in hollywood yes um i was gonna say i like animal actors in orlando but like since it's on location it's almost like a gimmick of what the show in Hollywood is, which is like mm -hmm. legit. Here's the owl from Harry Potter. You mm -hmm. know, it's like it has that just kind of authentic, whether it's real or not, it's magic, but that was such a great show. But yeah. Waterworld uh, stand the test of time. <laughs> amen. Waterworld will outlast them all. Um yeah, <laughs> I, I do year. hope I do hope that they can find some more entertainment uh, for Universal Hollywood. It's, it's supposed to be the entertainment capital of the world. And uh, there's not a lot of shows left uh, with those two gone. I do hear that they are bringing the Frog Choir back permanently. Uh, it was just during the holidays for a while. Uh, so that'll help a little, hopefully. And uh, hopefully it'll be worth it when we see the Fast and the Furious roller coaster that's being built. Um, that's, that's the cause of taking this out. So... We'll see that in a few okay, years. Yeah. All right. Uh, time for them. So. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it is now time for us, without any further ado, to get into the news. First up, it's not quite the old Disney dining plan, but Disney is rolling out a dining promotion card uh, worth up to $750 discount uh, on food in your Disney stay. Uh, that's coming to the Walt Disney Resort for the summer of 2023. Uh, I have to say I did like a round of slow golf claps when this came out because this is the first time in a long time that I feel like Disney World announced something that was not only easy to understand what it was, but actually could be really good for hmm. people planning trips. I right. love this. Love this. So, so here's the story. Uh, if you book a stay between June 25th and September 14th of 2023, so basically the summer into the early fall of 2023, um, if you purchase a five-night, four-day room and ticket package with no discounts, 
then you can get up to $750 on a dining card that you can use to buy food and drinks uh, at participating locations throughout Disney World Resort. And we'll get into the fine print on that in, in a second. Um, the amount of money that you get depends on what level of uh, hotel you're staying in. So, you know, if you are staying, uh, say, in a, a value resort, you might get 35 bucks for a night. Uh, but if you are staying in a deluxe resort, uh, you can get up to $150 for each night. It's not based on how many people. Uh, so whether you've got one person in the room or four people in the room, you get the same amount of money. It's just based on the hotel level and the number of nights. Yes. And this was another thing. I was writing a story about this uh, for Travel and Leisure this week. It's per reservation, too. So mm. if you were doing like a multi-gen trip and booking rooms for like Grandma you, you would only get one card. Oh, so, well, that's a good reason to split your reservation up. Split your reservations if you're booking multi-rooms. I know a lot of people do this especially coming in the summer for those big family trips, book each one on a separate reservation. Otherwise you'll just get one card. Okay. So here's some of the fine print that you have to know about. Um, it's not the old dining plan where you got a credit for a meal and you just sit down and you get whatever you want to order off of the dining plan menu. Uh, this is just a dollar amount that acts as a gift card. Uh, but it's different from a regular gift card because you cannot use it for merchandise or at the candy kitchens. It's not good at the Swalfin. Um, it's not good at the Four Seasons. Uh, it's not good if you're staying at a Disney Springs area hotel or like Bonnet Creek or the Gateway yeah. hotels. It's not good at those hotels. Uh, you can get a card for staying at those hotels, but you won't be able to use it on your hotel property. Um, and there might be individual items that are not allowed they're kind of vague about the exact right. details they do uh, say cart so i'm thinking you should be able to use it if you're buying like a mickey ice cream bar a bottle yes. of water which a lot of times if you've ever used like a disney dining gift card you can't use them at carts this seems to be this promo card seems mm -hmm. to be at least a little bit more inclusive to what you can use it at. Yes, I'm, I'm hoping that also includes uh, like uh, Epcot Festival booths. Um, yeah. The other thing is I, I did not see in the fine print that alcohol was not allowed. Um, so hopefully you, you will be able to use this on alcohol. Yes, and then like for the restaurants, because it says participating restaurants. So mm -hmm. I logged in like I was going to purchase it the other day mm. and it said, click here for a list of participating restaurants. And then it just brought me to the page of all the all restaurants. service restaurants. So I'm wondering if maybe in fact we will be able to use it. I mean, again, obviously not at like Il Molino at the Dolphin and whatnot, mm -hmm. but all like Disney World restaurants. Um, yeah, I would expect that anything, uh, certainly anything that's a first party Disney owned restaurant on property, it'll mm -hmm. be good at. Um, but yeah, it's possible that some of these uh, third party licenses uh, may not participate. Uh, Magic City Mayhem suggests the Gibsons may not participate. Uh, uh, boat, they own Boathouse yeah. uh, in um, Disney Springs. So uh yeah make sure if you are going to one of these that you ask before you get served if you're going to be able to use your uh card uh so you don't have any surprises when the bill arrives uh and if you want to plan a trip uh in these dates um 
you can give a call over to Mouse Fan Travel or visit mousefantravel.com and they will uh, they will help you out. Um, the one thing that I thought was really interesting about this is this is just for the summer. Uh, this is not, you know, traditionally they used to give out discounts uh, to drive demand during slow periods in like, you know, late winter, early spring uh, or the fall. Um, and summer used to be a busy time because kids were out of school and they wouldn't need to do extra promotions. You know, we've seen uh, summer attendance has steadily dropped over the last few years. Um, and uh, while, you know, periods that used to be slower have gotten busier and busier. Um, so it's interesting that they are they're offering this uh, specifically to drive demand during the summer period. Right. Yeah. And it's like you have to remember, like, this is also you're paying full rack room, which is interesting because in the same announcement, they're like, we're also doing 25% off spring and summer visits. And this right. is literally in the same announcement if anyone saw like the Disney uh, Parks blog post. So you really got to look at, can I get a better and discount? This is, that, you know, you are absolutely 100% correct. This is a, a, a reason why uh, if you're booking a Disney vacation, you either need to be good with excess, uh, Excel spreadsheets and uh <laughs> spending a lot of time pulling up figures on Disney's website or find yourself a good travel agent like uh, Mouse Fan Travel um, because they will tell you uh, if, yeah, okay, you're getting, you know, $500, $700 in Disney dining promo. But if we had gone this way and used this discount, you could have saved even more money. Uh, that that happens. Um, the, the free food is always very attractive to people uh, and they don't, necessarily uh know always if they're really getting the best value uh especially if for whatever reason you don't use up that entire dining promo card uh before your vacation is over um then that's money right back in mickey's pocket right but it is much easier than dealing with credits and ending yeah your trip oh i yes crispy heads because you have exactly to I, we've got 17 premium mickey bars uh in the uh in the mini fridge melting because we had to uh use up our snack credits right uh yeah we've all been there uh for sure uh I, i'm personally glad that they're going this route and not bringing back the dining plan because i never used the dining plan and it had a horrible impact on menus uh throughout the resort uh, right. i think the dining plan was responsible for a lot of the dumbing down of food at uh at walt disney world and uh so I'm, I'm not eager to see it come back personally i've actually never used it either because yeah. there's just no way unless i i just you have to eat so much yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's just so not, i i like this promo card let's see if they maybe make this a regular thing and then maybe they'll roll out something for the fall too yep okay next up well <laughs> Uh, on, on the subject of Disney not always keeping their promises, uh, it is well over a thousand days later and Walt Disney World has still not brought back all of its theme park parking trams. Uh, they missed the deadline that was promised by the end of the year. Um, this article was published on January 4th uh, and as of then it was 1,023 days since oh, the parking God. trams stopped. <laughs> That's an awful lot of, of days. Um, the good news is that you can get a parking tram again at Magic Kingdom uh, or at Animal Kingdom. Um, Magic Kingdom, it can be up to 1,850 steps 
from your car uh, to the ticket or transportation ticket center and then another 1850 on the way back. So thank goodness we have the trams back at Magic Kingdom. Uh, but we're still looking at you, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Yes, I will say it is significantly more awful to walk really far in Magic Kingdom parking lot, I think at least, than the layout of Epcot and Hollywood is a little bit better mm -hmm. with walking to your car. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still not great, but from my perspective, I'm already walking 10 miles a day. That little extra bit of agony is just a part of the terrain. But I know it's hard with people yeah. with strollers and backpacks. And and there, you know, there, there are folks with disabilities who, it, you know, takes all of their energy just to spend a few hours in the park. And if you're mm -hmm. always, already exhausted by the time you step through the turnstiles, um, you know, that's that's hard for some people. Um, right. You know, I, I personally, uh, unless I am parked way out in yonder <laughs> in in Kissimmee, uh, I'm I'm usually one who opts to just walk rather than wait for a tram. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, even me, it, there are times when you get out the end of the night and it's been a long day and the last thing you do want to do is hike another mile to get back <laughs> to your car. Yeah. Um, lots of speculation, uh, in this article about why it's taken so long, why they missed their self-imposed deadline of the end of 2022 to bring it back. Uh, and I think a lot of it probably comes down to staffing, um, right. you know, the staffing shortages in every industry. Um, and, you know, trying to lure people in this job market to stand in a parking lot all day um, or, you know, drive around a tram, um, you know, not not all that appealing for a lot of uh, potential employees. Um, and and they might have just decided that, hey, you know, people aren't complaining that much about it. Uh, so as long as we don't have to pay people to drive a tram, you know, it's better for us that they haven't uh lowered the parking price for the lots that don't have trams so uh i guess i guess that's a little bit more profit right right <laughs> yeah well um you know hopefully they will come back someday uh or maybe they'll just uh like you know take the villain con um moving walkway technology and just Ooh. spread it all throughout all the parking lots give it to me that's perfect <laughs> Because the moving walkways always work so well at Universal's parking garage, right? Those are never stopped. Never. Never, never. All right. And for our last piece of news in the queue, uh, Bush Gardens Tampa Bay has released their 2023 event lineup, and it is packed. And you can enjoy all of the events, uh, or at least most of them, uh, by getting a special buy one, get one free Bush Gardens Tampa Bay fun card uh, right now where you buy Bush Gardens Tampa Bay and you get Adventure Island for free. Oh, you can't beat that. Especially they really do put on a lot of wonderful events. And these include both like family, family activities like the Sesame Street's Kids Weekend, Spooktacular. And then, of course, the stuff more adult tailored like food and wine festival which is mm -hmm. very popular yep uh they have really grown their special events uh both their music festivals and like you say their their food and alcohol events um really blown up at both SeaWorld and bush gardens to kind of rival stuff that universal oh, yeah. and disney does uh and uh this year they are going to be adding a new ride uh later this year Serengeti Flyer is going to be the world's tallest and fastest swing ride. 
so that should give you an interesting new uh, perspective on the uh, Serengeti plain where they have the animals roaming. So don't go uh, to wine festival before going on this. <laughs> probably a bad choice. Yeah, pro probably a bad choice. So uh, here, here's that buy one, get one free offer right now. Uh, you can buy a 2023 fun card, which is basically the price of one day ticket to Bush Gardens, and then you get the rest of the year for free. Uh, and right now they are throwing in uh, Adventure Island Water Park fun card for free on top of it. Um, so uh, that will be valid through December 31st of 2023. Um, but keep in mind that fun card doesn't get you any uh, parking or admission to hard ticket events like Hollow Screen. Yeah. Um, you can upgrade to a full annual pass to get uh, some discounts on those things. Um, so they've got a packed lineup, and we're not going to read every detail, but we're just going to kind of fly through the dates here. Um, it's starting off real soon. January 14th is their Mardi Gras uh, kickoff. That seems awfully early for Mardi Gras, doesn't it, I guess? Um, <laughs> well, because Universal starts like February 4th or something, yeah. you know, ways. <laughs> yes, yep. Uh, so that's uh, Mardi Gras is happening January 14th through March 5th. They've got a real music series starting January 17th through February 26th, uh, kind of overlapping. Um, and they've got acts like, uh, uh, they're, they're mostly uh, cover band acts like the Kings of Queens and uh, Elton John and Billy Joel impersonators. Um, Sesame Street Weekends is also happening January 27th uh, through May 21st on select weekends. Um, Food and Wine Festivals back March 10th through May 21st. Uh, they've also got some big name acts for that this year, like 38 Special and Flo Rida. Flo Rida. Flo Rida. <laughs> uh, uh, Cinco de Mayo is being celebrated over May 5th through 7th. And Viva La Musica is May 5th through the 21st. Um, and then we get into Summer, summer Nights, uh, May 26th through August 6th. That's happening every day uh, with the 4th of July celebration happening June 30th through July 4th. Uh, then Beer Fest comes around uh, July 21st through September 4th and Labor Day. And we wrap it up with Hallow Scream September 8th through the 31st. And uh, that's also got the family-friendly spooktacular happening on the same dates and uh, of course, Christmas Town from November 13th through January 7th of next year. So this year, everything kind of wrapped up on uh, January 1st uh, because of uh, holiday falling on a weekend. But next year, we're going to get an extra week of holiday celebrations yeah. all the way through January 7th. So basically, whenever you visit, there will be something going on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Plenty of stuff to keep you <laughs> occupied. Uh, if you don't just want to ride Iron Gwazi over and over. Over and over. And over. And over. Okay. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the news in the queue. But before we get into this week's big story, let's hear a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! 
All right, here we go. And the main attraction this week, we got a sneak preview inside Super Nintendo World at Universal Hollywood. And uh, we, we apologize to all of the annual pass holders who tried to get themselves ready <laughs> uh, for the pass holder previews that are coming up real soon. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that meltdown. Uh, but um, our writer, uh, Mike Celestino, uh, was invited inside. He was uh, only allowed to take uh, some specific pictures. Uh, um, couldn't reveal all the secrets, but he got to learn a lot. Um, he got to see a lot. And he got us really, really excited for this new land. Yes, I was very, very excited to say the least. But after seeing this again, like he wasn't allowed to do, no one there was allowed to do wide shots. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to have to, I mean, not like you could really tell in a picture what it's really going to be like, because it is a 360. Once you walk through that pipe, it's like mm -hmm. a 360 immersive experience, which is going to be really hard to capture yeah. anyway on uh, video and film. Yeah, we've got, um, you know, extensive details. Uh, if you want to remain spoiler free, you might want to tune out now or not read the article um, because you get to see a lot and you get to find out a lot about what's going to be in there. But basically, this is the equivalent of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter for Nintendo video game fans. It's it's a world that totally blocks out the rest of the theme park. Um, it's it's immersive. It is participatory. Um, and totally authentic to the the brand and the IP, um, right. and they work directly with. Yes, Nintendo, Nintendo is really hands on well. in the whole process, and uh, and it shows. Um, so, like you mentioned, it all everything starts with a green warp pipe, mm -hmm. and if you know the the Super Nintendo, the Super Mario games, um, it's all about the green warp pipes that take you from one world to another, and that's how you're going to enter this world uh, down on the lower level of the studios. Um, you will have to get a reservation and uh, we'll, we'll chat a little bit about that later to get in. But once you're inside, uh, you walk through the green warp pipe that's got lighting effects as you walk through it uh, and you enter into Peach's Castle. Um, and from there, you open out into the land. And you're right, uh, you know, we've seen uh, videos from the version in Japan, which has a slightly different arrangement and layout, uh, slightly mm -hmm. larger. Um, but very similar in terms of the aesthetics. Uh, and what I think is coolest about this is everything is moving. Everything is kinetic. Yes. Um, I, I personally think that something that separates a good theme park land from a great theme park land is your eye constantly being drawn to motion, to that it's not just a static painting, but that there's always something going on and, and there's always something different catching your eye. Um, it's why I think Pandora works because it's got all the waterfalls and it's got the movement of the trees, whereas Galaxy's Edge kind of doesn't because it's just like mountains and buildings with nothing moving around it. A hundred percent. That's kind of how I also feel in Diagon Alley is that there's always, no matter how many times you go in, you're seeing something and mm -hmm. it's just, it, that really... Yep. bring you in the sites the features so i mean i'm hyped for this. yeah so so this takes that to the next level uh, uh as the article describes uh you're gonna see goombas and power-up mushrooms and piranha plants all around um up at different levels above you around you and they're they're all animated they're articulated um uh you know they're uh animatronic 
and they're constantly creating this sense of activity and life uh, all around you. And I think that's really important for creating a space that you want to explore and look around. Absolutely. And again, like it is going to be small because it's smaller than Japan. They didn't have mm -hmm. a ton of room to work with, but I think it's going to be, you know, good things sometimes come in smaller packages. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be, you know, pretty epic. Yeah. Um, it is small, but they've still managed to fit in pretty much all of the interactive features that they have mm -hmm. in Japan. Uh, you, you know, if you are the kind of person who's like, I don't want to buy a magic band, I don't want to buy an interactive wand, you might still want to buy a power up band uh, yes. because you really are not going to get the full value of this experience without one. I don't think. I mean, you can you can go easily to Disney without a magic band and get it everything done with with your phone and the play right. disney app like you know the bounty hunter game is not worth getting a magic band just for that no <laughs> uh, and at universal you know you can still go and watch the wand show and you can watch other people trigger the interactive effects and get the gist of it but right. really think that if you're not punching the blocks yourself you know, if you're not participating in these games and searching for keys yourself, uh, then you're you're going to be missing out on something, especially since there is a special game uh, that you can only enter. You okay. can only play if you've bought a, a power up band and collected a certain number of keys. And that's the only way you can go and challenge Bowser Jr. in this uh, really fun interactive uh, video game. Right. And then like with the band, you can also it keeps score for you, but you can also link to your friends, other people in your group, your family, and then you guys can see each other's scores. And it really adds that interactive gameplay level that they were promising with the land mm -hmm. through that power up band. And obviously the key challenge you're going to want to do. That sounds really fun. Yeah. And you're seeing all these things move, but now you can actually really interact with them. And also they said that the characters are going to know what your score is. So I don't know if that means they're going to like roast you because you don't have a good score. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because that was something we were always promised at Galaxy's Edge that the, the characters would know right. if you crashed the Millennium Falcon. And that never really happened, did it? No. But uh, these characters um, are, you know, they're not just, uh, just, walk around characters they are interactive they can communicate uh, a lot like the uh, interactive mickey used to be able to um so yeah that would be great if uh, if mario knows uh, that you're a terrible driver and, and calls you out for it uh, that would be hilarious um as speaking of driving um you know the 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 e-ticket the headliner ride here is mario kart bowser's challenge uh and and let's get the elephant out of the room right out of the way this is not a high speed test track 60 mile an hour experience this is a slow moving dark ride that is accessible for a wide range of you know thrill adverse people but it uses really advanced uh, ad uh augmented reality technology to make it feel like you're going a lot faster than you are and to let you interact and basically play mario kart uh for real Right. Yeah. And we didn't get to go on the ride yet, but we have some pictures of the queue. Yes. Amazingly detailed cool. queue, like up there with Hogwarts Castle, uh, even more Easter eggs. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like pictures, like I said, are not going to do it justice. So it doesn't, I, I don't care about being spoiled by seeing yeah. all this because you're going to, I feel like our jaws are just going to be dropped when we walk through that pipe and see it yeah. in real life. 
Um, we have a, a video on our YouTube channel uh, with a overview of the Japanese version of the ride, uh, which is 99.99% identical. They've got some uh, extra queue area in or, uh, in Hollywood, I think, uh, but that's about it. Um, but, uh, you know, if you've never used virtual reality or augmented reality before, um, you know, even if you have, it's probably going to take a few laps on this ride to get used to it. Uh, you know, you're steering, you're looking around, you're shooting uh, shells. Um, there's a lot going on. And I think it's one, It's going to be totally sense, total sensory overload the first couple times that you ride this. Uh, so it might take a few few laps to get a good score. Oh, absolutely. I was thinking I was like the first time. I don't even know if I want to play because I want to like watch and see right. everything. And then because you're going to be focused on, you know, playing the game, but just nice to kind of go around and look. And that's kind of how I feel now on Smuggler's Run. I don't mm -hmm. even want to be the pilot because it's way too much stress. Stick me in the back and I just want to see everything. Yeah, I just slap the buttons and <laughs> yeah, pay no attention. Um, one thing we are not getting in Hollywood that they have in Japan is the uh, Yoshi Dark Ride. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a slow-moving Omnimover ride, and uh, it's very similar in in style to uh, Secret Life of Pets. Except uh, from from videos I've watched, I think Secret Life of Pets has got more detail. So that's that's probably not a big loss. Um, and uh, there's no Donkey Kong roller coaster yet. I'm hearing rumors that they want to add Donkey Kong as a phase two, uh, but they're going to have to say goodbye to some sound stages uh, in order to make that happen. Because, like you said, it's All a right. real tight fit there in Hollywood. They already, uh, you know, this is built on the land of I think it was called Soundstage 28. It was it was the haunted soundstage. Um, mm -hmm. I think it went back to Phantom of the Opera or something like that um yeah, so ho hopefully just, these attractions won't be haunted too no it's it's insane like if you've been on the studio tour tram tour recently you go down this little pathway like a road on the right mm -hmm. you're at the back side of the castle mm -hmm. and then right across the street is a soundstage but i don't even mean like a street it's like the width of like two or three you, lanes you could <laughs> you could almost stretch your hands out and touch both yes. sides it's getting really tight. crowded back there yeah yep. it is tight so i i don't know how much expansion they could do but it, i'm this is going to be obviously a insanely successful opening has to be so maybe they'll figure something out uh yeah well so you know uh there's a lot more to talk about this that we go into the article um there's food uh the the, the dining is going to be adorable uh really highly themed uh very instagrammable food um merchandise of course um the whole thing is is kind of overwhelming and uh what I am hoping is that they are able to uh, manage the crowd flow. Um, this is, like we said, this is down at the bottom level of the studios. So first, you got to get all those people down that giant escalator. Um, and they have set up kiosks on the lower level um, outside the Transformers ride uh, where they will dispense um, kind of virtual queue tickets, uh, return time tickets. It's also going to be available inside the app from what I'm hearing. Uh, and the, yeah, the app so will probably be the better way to go. My, I, I love Universal Studios Hollywood. It is one of my favorite parks for many reasons. I am concerned about technology. Uh, their app is not the greatest. Like we just were able to recently 
have our annual passes link into the app. Mm -hmm, Like, like, I'm not talking, do anything fancy. Like, that just got integrated into, like, scanning the barcode. Yep. So I am a little concerned about all of this technology rollout. And as was evident with the annual pass holder (laughs) preview registration. All right. Let's let's chat a little about that. Um, So uh, as this this article was published on the 7th and... uh, uh, when it came out, it was supposed to be in the middle of the annual pass holder registration. Unfortunately, there was a bit of a meltdown with their computer system. Um, and, uh, you know, to their credit, when Disney has one of these registrations and they have a meltdown, they just give you that little Millennium Falcon or whatever spinning and tell you, keep waiting, keep waiting. It'll be another nine hours and people waste nine hours hours 10 hours at least universal when they figured out that this was not going to happen finally said we're just not doing this we're going to try it again another day instead of letting people sit there for 12 hours but i know there were people who did who were just trying to hit the website over and over uh no i and i saw a lot of people that took off from work which I do the same thing. Like when Oogie Boogie tickets go on sale, I block my day because I'm like, I'm going to be in this queue for six yeah. hours. So it stinks. Um, but they did. And they, like you said, they handled it well and they got ahead of it really quickly. They put out an announcement. So, yeah. So uh, the, the news is that uh, if you're listening to this live, um, you've got a chance on Monday, tomorrow, January 9th, at 11 a.m. Pacific time, that is when they're going to open up the system again. Uh, you have to be an annual pass holder, and you have to already have an activated ticket. So don't, you know, if you're sitting at home in Florida like me, you can't buy a pass today and try to book uh, a reservation for this preview tomorrow, uh, unless you want to fly in uh, and walk through the turnstiles tonight. Um, yes. Uh... So. To be totally honest, I have an annual pass. I am not going to do this mm-hmm. because I think it's going to be pandemonium. And I'd <laughs> like them to flush it out a little bit so that my first visit is really magical. So I have I, to do that. <laughs> I have a very narrow window. Um, I have to I have to visit California by March 8th uh, in order to get stuff uh, ready for the next edition of the Disneyland unofficial guide. So um, sometime between February 17th and March 8th, uh, I will, I will have to be there, but yes, I am. uh, I I think that if you are attending the annual pass holder previews, you've got to keep in mind that this is a preview. You are there to be a Guinea pig. You're not, you know, you're there to enjoy it and you're there to help them, you know, get hype for it, but you're mostly there so that the team members can practice pushing bodies through the attractions and uh practice makes perfect so bring your patience um it's 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 going to be a cluster it it always is um but you know the 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 uh that's the price you pay for being one of the first people to get to ride a new attraction right and also um like food and beverage is definitely going to be a challenge and i feel like that's going to be so popular because the food and beverage here is basically an attraction in of itself. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how they keep up the consistency. And obviously with the demand, because we know everyone wants all that adorable food, which we don't even know what it is yet because they've been really 
tight-lipped with exception of announcing some of the things at Toadstool Cafe, but from what we've seen in Japan, there's so many adorable little snacks. Mm-hmm. Stuff, so. Can't can't wait to try them all. Yes. All right. Well, uh, hopefully in uh, you know um, just over a month, we will have a full report uh, when it officially opens. All right. Well, that just about brings us to the end of our show. Before we go, we want to thank our sponsor, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel once again. And I want to remind everyone, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating on Spotify. It really helps get the word out about the show. If you want more coverage from us and from Attraction Magazine on the interwebs, you can find me at the UG series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and on Instagram at Adventures by Carly. And as always, the entire Attractions Magazine team is here for you 24-7 at attractionsmagazine.com, at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, at youtube.com slash attractionsmagazine, and on TikTok at Attractions. Until next week, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.